Dig up that old fossil. We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. I didn't even ask you if you were ready, Kenton. I could tell you were ready I to talk ready. about it. You were ready. We're both ready. It is so exciting that the Book we're of Boba Fett has come and gone. Uh, or should I call it The Mandalorian Season 2.1? What do we call wow. this? <laughs> it's almost like... I heard some people say it was like a teaser for Season 3. But I right. think it's like the first episode. Of it is. It pretty much. It was, a, yeah. it was yeah. an episode of The Mandalorian disguised as an episode of the Book of Boba Fett because there were, was no Boba Fett in this one. And it was amazing. It was amazing. It was like the best Star Wars ever kind of thing. Like the level, it rose to the level of best Star Wars ever, I'd say. Best Star Wars, like the best recent Star Wars for sure. Among the best Star Wars ever. Yeah. Like just, just just endlessly entertaining and delightful all yeah. the way through and i think a lot of people are like well what does it say about boba fett that uh that this got hijacked and they're like speculating that no one liked boba fett so they they inserted this episode it's like no this was part of the plan this is exactly part right. of the plan this is this was like in the can forever ago and they're um and uh what i like about it is it's a creative risk that could have backfired horribly that could have been a nightmare in terms of um sidetracking what we thought was happening and it but it's not it ended up being like oh it's a mic drop many mic drop moments um and uh once again i think what we have going on here is two journeys at the same time and maybe more than two but that's what we're seeing and they're unfolding at different paces because that's how journeys work (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So like, I, I don't. I don't take. Uh, I also noticed the Hollywood Reporter guy also said, um, "Best episode ever." What does it say about the book of Boba Fett as a show, as a character? Like, uh, what it says is, "Shove it up your ass." Is what yeah, because it's good. This was the plan all along. Absolutely was. Yeah. And you know that um, we'll talk about the content of the episode in a second. But you know that at the end of all this. This season of the Book of Boba Fett, we're going to get a teaser continuing with whatever happened in this episode on. We might see the next step of what we think is going to happen. Um, And then it's going to be next Christmas in December 2022, which basically means the end of December. So 2023, really. Uh, But one year from now, we will be watching the season three of of The Mandalorian. And God, I missed it. I didn't know how much I missed this show until I watched this episode, until the moment where he steps through that curtain. And I love that we open in this like it's like the equivalent me packing it's like schneider's for star wars or (laughs) doing here (laughs) it's rocky it's rocky for i thought of rocky i thought thought of the sides of meat yeah and rocky for sure lots of great uh imagery there which is and again this this aspect of seeing this part of star wars that we've never seen before like you know these have to exist in the star wars universe we've just never seen it and so we see him walk through those like the plastic curtain or whatever those things are that was a mic drop moment right there i mean did you think it was boba fett behind the curtain no 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 i I knew it because and here's the thing i mean the 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 episode that the summary is always very vague and it said an unexpected ally emerges i'm like (laughs) he wasn't unexpected we knew he was coming you teased him in the last episode we knew it was and i could see the glint i could see the glint on his armor i could tell it was shiny i could tell it was it was mando i was i was just like oh we're gonna see what what and then the curtain was already open where where you're like oh my god like we're getting right into this like but i'll tell you this 
Um, and then, I mean, obviously great scene. He walks in there and, and he's, he's back to bounty hunting, it seems. So after yeah. he gives up, after Luke comes for Gogu, he just goes back to what he knows, which is getting bounties. And he's got his little, same, same kind of stuff we saw him doing in the very first episode, right? He's got his little locator. He's looking for this guy. The guy says he's not him. Um, I completely forgot about the dark saber until he pulled it out. Well, I, and I guess I, um, I knew he had it, but I didn't, I was surprised. That was another <laughs> mic drop moment where I was like, what? Like, I was like, dark it. saber. Oh my yeah. God. And In then battle. And, then, it, and it's hard. It's hard to use it. That was well, another I, surprise. I, so I didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up on that yet. I didn't understand yeah. what was going on with that. Um, Cause it was all happening so fast. I was, was. just blown away. That yes, I was he, too. That he would like, I mean, and we know he can take on these guys. Like, I wasn't worried about him in that situation. There's like yeah. five or six guys around him, and I'm like, ah, oh, he can take all these guys, no problem. But I, and again, I thought he would use the multitude of weapons he already has, not the Darksaber, which he went right for. Like, that was the first yeah. thing he pulls out, and just, oh, so cool. And even though he's having trouble with it, even though he slices his leg in the process, uh, takes out all those guys, takes off his head, and like walks out oh. with, a, with a decapitated head. So that's a little gory for Star Wars, but no blood. Yeah. So whatever, but it was it was a it was an intense scene, uh-huh. uh huh, and it and it showed us, um, and it was the beginning of answering a lot of questions for us that we had at the end of the Mandalorian season. We right, we got it, it kind of it gets, it gets, it gets, answers catches us yeah. up on what happened since the last episode, right? Yeah, a lot of answers in this episode, and that was one of them right away. We're like, oh my, like it was so much off the top, and then I kept. I, I, I didn't dare think that we were going to cut between that and then, and, uh, or that we weren't going to do anything other than, pardon me, cut between that and Boba Fett. I was like, that scene's going to end. And then we're going to go back to Tatooine to see what Boba Fett's up to. And we're going to like cut between the two. Oh, but no, <laughs> we did not. And we had a single unbroken shot. I think it's unbroken. I, I'm going to have to watch it again of him walking across the ring planet. The ring or whatever so, that is. Ring world, okay? Ring, ring world. world. And yeah. I I gotta say this because I read Ring World by by Larry Niven when I was a teenager, uh, very young. It was one of the first oh, kind of hard yeah. science fiction books that I've read. So right. the idea of a ring world, and this is I know we don't ever see the full ring here, but you, you know it continues on, right? You can tell. Yeah. And this and the and you can see the shadows, like these these shadows, that's to simulate night and day. Like this is a thing that scientists have come up with and thought of. Right. Like as something that could happen. And that someone could build it's an incredibly uh uh like engineering feat like a unknown engineering feat but that's yeah that's what this is is a ring world so i was i was just like ring world it was again another mic drop moment i was blown away by this shot uh and then yeah this shot of him walking across and then you're right i think it is unbroken but he's kind of limping through the the square here um and, right? it, and we get a good look at the place while he's making his way he, he takes an uncomfortable elevator ride <laughs> It was great, a, all of that. With an alien, yeah, who looks at him. <laughs> and then he looks at the alien, the alien looks away. It's like, good stuff, good stuff. And that's not the first time. Um, that won't be the last time, I should say, that an alien looks at him in the uh, in the episode. <laughs> so that's, so it's like a sort of like a hint of things to come. Yeah. Um, and uh, that walkthrough, and I was like already, my jaw was already hanging. I was like, look at the effects on the show. Look at the, we're off Tatooine on this show. Yes. Oh, we're, yes. And maybe that, stuff. maybe that was part of it, right? Maybe it was yeah. just so, so refreshing to see something other than sand that we've been seeing every week on this show. So right. that's, that's, that's uh, really interesting. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was good stuff. 
Yeah, uh, and then of course he comes back. He's got the head. He's he's wants to collect his. But it's not just about the bounty we learn. It's about information. He's right. looking for, as it turns out, the other Mandalorians that I completely forgot about from season one. They weren't in season two. No, exactly. So, yes. so it was like we kind of thought we might never see them again. Right. Yeah. So he, he goes and it he he goes down Kalzok Alley between. I'm sorry, I'm looking at it right now between the heat vents or something like that. So he's got to find it's a secret right. passageway. And this he is all very on. cool. Again, yeah. this whole sequence is just like so amazing. The design on this yeah. these sets, or I'm sure it's all CGI or whatever, but it still looks super cool. I forgot about his predator vision. Yes. He turns out that he can turn. I forgot all about it. Yes. So when he turned around, and actually the first time I watched it, I didn't notice it. The second time I yes. watched it, I was like, oh, there it is. Like I it was, I was so in awe of what we were watching. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Yeah, he just needed through. to be pointed yeah. in the right direction. And then the secret yeah. signs on the walls help him find where it is. And yeah. he climbs down the chute. And now he's like underneath the um the ring world, you know, like he's on the mm -hmm. outside of the ring world, which somehow is like still not in space. Um I'm not sure how that works, but he's and he's clearly hurt. Like this is a serious injury he's got in his leg this whole time he's falling, right? As he comes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's and I and I, I was a bit worried there just because he seemed to have sustained a pretty bad injury at the side of the dark saber. And I was a little bit worried that we were gonna see some uh we're gonna have to replace this leg with a robot leg. I thought I thought I was I was a little worried that he was um looking for the medical something or other. It didn't even occur to me. That when he walked in there that we were going to get what we got yes exactly uh and i, I, I gotta say i i thought what we would get one of the things i thought is that we might get some flashback to for the mandalorian where he has to get into a back to tank to fix his leg and then we get the flashback for what's happened since the last episode of what he's been doing that's kind of what <laughs> we would get right like that would fit in the yeah. formula of the book of boba fett because that's exactly what this show has been so far but no we get um now whether i should know their names damn it i should know their names by now the armorer um, the armorer and, and, the big, and the asshole Mandalorian. <laughs> otherwise known as John Favreau, right? Is that John Favreau? That I guy? think that's John Favreau. Yes. I think that's the no, one. Is that the guy? I, I think it is. Because it's I, not oh, credited. Really? He's not credited. And I have an issue about that. I'll talk about it in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, he falls down the stairs. She notices. She turns around. And I'm pretty sure that's John Favreau. He just doesn't have his gun. Like he had a giant gun. Um mm. I well, thought he was a different one, but uh, right. hey, whatever. It's another Mandalorian. And, Regardless. Uh, he's, a, he's a big jerk, yeah. as we find out. But we'll get to that in a second. But uh, uh, what I like about this, well, first of all, when I saw the armor, again, another mic drop moment, jaw drop moment, mic drop moment. Um, like, what the hell? We've already got Mando. We've got Darksaber. We've got the armor. Like, oh, my God. Like, what else? Like now, I, I, now they could have shown anything. They should have, could have shown me a blank screen after that, and I would have been happy. But then we get a lot of exposition answering questions about what's been going on, and there is quite a bit. There's lots of stuff that's been going on that we kind of need to know about. Yeah, some but, of it was repetitive though. He did kind of repeat. He did kind of summarize what happened last season. <laughs> last season on the Mandalorian, he kind of told them what did, what happened. We we know that he um. He, he completed his mission. He returned Grogu to his family. And then he shows her the Darksaber and says he got it from Gal Moff Gideon and talks about that, right? And then we get more information about the Darksaber, which is what we actually need in this scene. Well, and I wrote this down because I'm pretty sure, but I wrote it down in a hurry. So correct me if I'm wrong. And that is the armor says that, uh, talks about the, um, what's it called? Not the premonition, talks about the, 
Um, oh, the destruction of the 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 purge no, no, or whatever she, they call it. No, no. Well, she no? goes. There are those who say when well, she talks about who who created the dark saber, and mm-hmm. the person was a combination of Jedi and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and so that they sort of plant that idea, which is pretty interesting. And then she says, "One will fight twenty, I think she says, before the multitudes will follow him. So yes. basically, you can. So we're next season of the Mandalorian going to see him with the dark saber, and he will have to fight twenty to become the ruler. <laughs> Of Mandalore, and I'll bet you those twenty aren't easy fights. Like I'll bet the, I'll bet the. Well, this is yeah. Are, we're gonna get twenty gonna different, <laughs> twenty different badass Mandalorians. Each right. one of them, like equivalent to Boba Fett, pretty much. Um, yeah, he's gonna have to take them all down. I thought the exact same thing. That's exactly what I thought as well. Yeah, one warrior, one warrior will be twenty. Is what I wrote down. Yeah. We also we also find out that Moff Gideon is alive. That he is being held by the New Republic, and that they could put him to death for his crimes, but in the meantime, they're uh, interrogating him. Um, and so he's, uh, I thought about him and I was like, in the next Mandalorian, he will be like Hannibal Lecter, maybe behind the glass, or maybe he will escape, or maybe, maybe the stupid New Republic will will say, you have atoned for your crimes and let that little weasel go. Cause they kind of implied like, why didn't you kill him? In fact, they even said like, did you, is he alive? She did and, not seem very impressed about that. No. Yeah, you're right. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> you yeah. should have killed him. And, and I just want to add, before we move on, I just want to add the funniest thing. I was just watching this in in um, with the subtitles on, so I could kind of get the sense of what she's saying while we're talking. And yeah. they, they actually just said, you have to you have to win it by creed, unless it's won by creed and capitalized creed. So I'm taking that as to meaning Scott Staff has to come in here and... <laughs> uh, and Take me higher. Sorry, that's a bad <laughs> 90s joke. But anyway, that's yeah, he has to be it has to be one. So what is his saber? He is the because he won it. He won it in battle. So it is his. Um and then um then they have a further conversation about the staff again, recapping the last season of The Mandalorian. So now we have this uh this um Beskar staff. And she said that's not uh that's not as noble. Uh, although it didn't make sense, like you can only use stuff for defense. Meanwhile, here I'll make you these missiles. <laughs> for, yeah, where does that come from? Yeah, I mean, the, the, kind of like uh, I, I, I didn't really hold a lot of water, but fine. We'll <laughs> melt down the spear because that means uh, we, you can give Grogu a present, and it's either a helmet, a chainmail shirt, a necklace <laughs> with the Mandalore. Uh, logo on it what, what do you think it is well i think it's yeah, i was surprised i thought it was going to be a helmet i'm like please make him a helmet i want grogu so to have cute. a helmet with his little ears sticking out of it that would be so cute um it no it's it, well i've certainly seen i'm sure i've seen toys with him with a helmet on i think or something somebody did a design or something yeah. it, it, it there is an image out there of grogu with a mando helmet on um i thought about the ball he holds like the little ball yeah. that he likes that he likes to hold maybe it's like a something like oh. that with i think it will have like the family insignia on it in some way because he feels like grogu is his family that is his son it's very clear yeah. that that's how he thinks of him i wasn't 100 percent sure on that at the end of the season like that's how far that relationship had gone but it, yeah at this point it's very clear that he thinks of Grogu as family and that he intends to see him again like that's not I never thought again I wasn't sure if we'd ever see Grogu again but yeah he's going to be back well I like that the armor provides a gift wrapping service and I also like that uh, the wrapping of the little cloth looks like Grogu's head (laughs) which I think probably made some people shed a tear it was so cute and um, and uh, 
and uh, gave us hope that in the very next episode, as early as that, we could see Grogu. Now, I was thinking like it could happen off camera. I don't think they can do that. Oh, no. Although, because I think it's pretty hard to like take one of the most popular Star Wars characters in recent memory, Grogu, and suggest that we're going to, I'd like to bring this to him and then not have it happen in the next two episodes. Yeah. I think would be, oh my God, you people would just be losing their minds unless, <laughs> unless I thought at the end of Book of Boba Fett, they say, um, Matt, the next season, season three of The Mandalorian starts next Tuesday or some like surprise. Mm, well, that would be awesome, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I just like how they set that up. And I, I like... didn't think of that. I, I thought that was, a, I did, I thought that was going to be, we had to have to wait for the next season of The Mandalorian to see Baby Yoda. I did not expect could, to come next episode. You could be right. It could go either way. Um, but I think people would be upset. I think yeah. you make a good case for that though. And he does like, if yeah. they didn't want to do that, they wouldn't have had him say the line. Like it's just one line at the end where he says, I have to bring this to a friend. Like we know that he's got this present that eventually he's going to yeah. get. At this point in the, in the show, at the episode, I was like, okay, this is, he's going to bring this to him next season. That's what I thought. Maybe. Um, so, but, but anyway, we'll get to that part in a second. There's just so much to talk about here. We're we might run, also we, got an update on Bo-Katan. So when's your next class? We might run a little <laughs> No, No, we're all right. We're all right. Okay. My class is at one. So okay, good. Um, Bo-Katan. Bo right. Um, uh, it's, and we, like, she has a claim to Mandalore. And we found out at the end of uh, The Mandalorian that she could not, he's like, here, take it. Like, here, I you can have it. Well, it and doesn't all like, that no, stuff happen in that way. Yeah, that all happens in yeah. in uh, Clone Wars, right? Um, in no, the no, animated no, the, series. No, the last. Uh, remember the last episode of The Mandalorian season two? She's he's like he he gets it off Moff Gideon, and in the end, she goes, "You have the dark saber." He's like, "Yeah, you can have it." She's like, "No, it doesn't work that way. The person must be defeated in battle." She says to him. Bo-Katan said that. Yes, she says that. Well, then how the did last... Bo-Katan get it though? I thought they were describing something that happened in. She, in Clone Wars, well, she got partially. She had, she had a claim to the throne because of her birthright, not because she won the dark saber, because oh. of her birthright, and so she wanted the dark saber, I guess, to make it. Official. So she'll be one of those twenty. She'll be one of those twenty people, basically. And and I think that's where this is going. Yeah. But it also sounded like once again the armor didn't have like so. Bo Katan is the leader, and that's when we got the Great Purge flashback. Mm -hmm. So Bo Katan oversaw like they said that 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 she, that she jinxed mandalore essentially by not having the proper claim to the throne by ha by winning the dark saber in a way uh by in battle the way you're supposed to and just claiming it because of bloodline and that brought um brought uh, the great purge which we then see a flashback to and that's incredible terminator back to yeah. terminator Pretty much. A2S Ho is a is an asshole. <laughs> well, and, and this really speaks to like this period of time between episodes three and four that we haven't seen a ton of. And I guess they're trying to build out here a little bit because this does have K2SO and it does have probe droids. Yeah. So it is very much Empire era. This is not, this is no longer, um, you know, the, the, uh, whatever it was called before. I can't remember. Um, the Republic. But, um, yeah, and that was, you're right. They're, they're just like the Terminator robots, just like, like, land, like, 
post-apocalyptic world, flames and smoke, and it's all awful, big explosions. Uh, and then so we get the really the breakdown of this group's religion, and this group's they feel that they are preserving the right way of the religion, their Mandalorian religion, and that Bo-Katan and the others are not practicing it properly, and they've they've strayed away from the from the ways of the Mandalore, right? Yeah, uh, and well, once again, the armor gives us, and later on, she does the same thing. We'll talk about that in a bit, but um, she she provides her explanation and her view of what happened. Mm-hmm. And clearly, if Bo-Katan was there, there'd probably be another side to that story, right. I was right. guessing. And we already know that um, that the armor is fundamentalist. Keep the, keep yes. the helmet on, whereas yes. Bo-Katan's like, what, you believe in that cult? So we Come already on. had we already had that in the Mandalorian. So there's a difference of opinion about that. Yes. Did you like the flashback? Did you like the Great Purge flashback? Oh Did sure, you- yeah, that was great to see. You know, great to see all those Mandalorians dying. Um, so then we move on to him training with the dark and this is where we learn. This is where I, I guess I clued into the oh. the fact that he uh, or what is there something else? One other thing. One other okay. thing, and that is I thought uh, she um, she mentioned or he mentioned that Grogu is with his own kind. And so that could go one of two ways. When I first watched this episode, I thought that he had already finished his training with Luke and that the Mandalorian had already delivered him to his species. Oh. With the second time I watched it, I was like, no, she, she means Jedi. Did you, did you take that to mean one or the other? I took it to mean Jedi. I, I just took okay. it to mean that his, I didn't think that he would be back with the rest of the Yodas. Um. Not yet. <laughs> Too early. Too soon. Hashtag too soon. Too Dude, soon. Planet of Yoda's is like season five of Mandalorian. <laughs> no, actually, I have some I have some ideas about where the Mandalorian will go, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, so do um, I. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah, so then um, we he's get to tra- the fight. Yeah, he, well, training, training with the dark saber first, right? And so he, we then we realized, I realized anyway that 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 wound was like because it was too heavy because he can't wield it. I don't really get. She's not a very good um, instructor, really. She's like. How, what does she mean? Like, go stop resisting the blade or whatever she says. Like, You're come fighting on. The blade. You're, You're fighting, fighting the, blade. the blade. Well, what does that mean? Well, I mean, he, seem, he seems to understand what she's saying. He gets it. And I was like, well, that's good enough for me. I mean, if right. he doesn't ask for clarification. That's his problem. <laughs> I know. If, if his assignment is to stop fighting the Darksaber and he doesn't ask questions in class, yeah. then that's his yes, problem. Yes, exactly. Okay, right. there we go. Right. I feel you. <laughs> All right. And then, um, and then, so they talk about that more, and he's like, I can't. Let's try again. And she's like, again, and again, things we say sometimes is that I can't remember the line. Oh, it's so good, though. Something without understanding is, right? Do you remember that? No, I did not write okay, that Okay, let me get I it. Let me get remember. it. Fighting against your opponent. Stand up. Hold on. I'm just reading off the subtitles here. Grunts, crackling. Oh, he drags it across the floor. So cool. Solace, grunting. Todd. N. Both grunting. And then the Mandalorian panting. And then he can't do it. No, no. Oh, and she bangs him on the head. No. She comes back at him. There, feel it. You're too weak to fight the Darksaber. You will win if you fight against it. You are fighting against the blade. Here it is. Persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. That is the line I'm going to use now. Persistence, Persistence without... Now I've missed it again. Without insight, will it lead, will lead to, the to the same, same outcome. Thing. That's a great line. Okay. I love that line. So 
then after all that we have asshole mandalorian show up and say maybe somebody else should have it maybe i should have the dark saber and he challenges my him uncle to combat. built it my uncle oh, yes. built the dark yes. saber or whatever right. it is. He, has a claim, my... he, has a, he has some kind of claim to it his family tree somebody in his um ancestry.com um profile made the dark saber <laughs> And so I have to say that that Mandalorian just came off like the biggest jerk, like the schoolyard bully. Well, I don't and, know. I always the whole time I thought it was John Favreau, so I was picturing John Favreau in there, <laughs> and that changed my outlook on him. Well, hey, look, I don't think so. I think John Favreau was a different. He was the infantry Mandalorian, All right. and I think this was an asshole Mandalorian. All right. But maybe maybe they merged and they became one Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, it did not even occur to me that it could be him. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm. I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to, well, we're going to, I'm sure. And I, we probably, it'll come out at some see, point. It, yeah, we well, here's the thing. The role was not credited. It. Maybe this is where I talk about the issue of like most of the cast of this episode oh. was uncredited because That's it was right. cameos. And come on, is a cameo still a cameo? If you're the yeah. only thing in the, in the episode, like you have to be credited. And there was, <laughs> there, and there was also something else later on that happened where I was like, who's this. And then when I found out, I was like, Oh, I was really interested. So it was kind of like, yeah, I would like the name of the actors, all of the actors yes. in those credits because they gave precious few. Yeah, so that's why I thought this guy was important. That's why I thought it was John Favreau's because it wasn't credited. So they fight, and it's a good fight. It's a great fight. fight. It's it's a really interesting. And what I thought exactly, because regardless of if it's John Favreau in the armor, John Favreau wrote this episode. He's producing the series. He came up with all of this. Mm -hmm. And to me, I felt like this is this is Iron Man again. This is full circle for John Favreau, right? Didn't it remind you of Iron Man? No. Seeing those two guys fighting, the armored suits fighting, it reminded me of the first Iron Man movie when um, he's fighting the. uh, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Uh- <laughs> yeah. There's one. There's one big difference, and that's Pepper Potts will never don a Mandalorian outfit. <laughs> well, if I have armor. any say, if I have any say in this, <laughs> Pepper Potts will never be a Mandalorian. All right. She's, yes. Okay. She's fine. Too busy selling cheap crap. I feel beef. like we should move along faster. We're so not getting to the best part of this episode right now. But it was it, so no, good. It was also. It good. was so good. Yeah, it was like the best Star Wars ever. How yep. are you supposed to? How are you supposed to speed through the best Star Wars ever? <laughs> you can't do it. So this is where it comes to a head where they learn, they do their little creed, they fight, they fight, he beats them without the Darksaber, I should add, with a little blade, a little viral blade, so it shows he's like much better than this guy, and then they start the creed, How, what is it, um, again, I should get this line right, has your helmet ever been removed, has anybody ever removed it from you? No. And then he doesn't answer. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't answer. Awkward. He goes, can I have a moment to think about my answer? No, he doesn't I, I, say that. Not, not in the last week. <laughs> can I answer that way? <laughs> this is the way. Um, He's like, only three times in, in two seasons of The Mandalorian. I think it's maybe three or four times. Well, it was really in that one cafeteria scene, right? That was the main time. <laughs> no, well, then, then at the end of season one, when he needed the medical attention... Oh yes, and that's I, right. Yes. Well, that said, doesn't count. Human, I mean, I'm that was droid. that was a hu- that was a droid. Yeah, but he knew all the viewers at home would see him. And then also, uh, um, <laughs> he when he that. said when he when he said goodbye to little Grogu, 
Oh yes, of course. Yes, of course. And I want to say, um, I was at Walmart, I think, and looking through, I always kind of browse through the toy section, and I saw um, Funko of of Dinjarin and Grogu without his helmet on. It's that scene. Aww. It's him and Grogu together. On, and I almost bought it. It's it's an expensive Funko because it's a bigger one, but I'm like, ah, I'm so but nice. very cute. So it's yeah. cool to know that that's out there. Um, so then, yeah, then they kick him out. They say, no, you got to get out of here. Apostate, they call him. Get out of here, jerk. Uh, but they learn that he has to take a bath or something to get to get redemption. Well, they say you're no longer a Mandalorian, but if you go into the mines beneath Mandalore in the whatever the prancing waters, so got to bathe in some kind of waters. Yep, yeah, you have to go into the waters. Um, then you can redeem yourself. And he goes, but they've been destroyed. And once again, this is a good. Um, we'll see that in season three. The yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, That'll I think good. that's gonna be the great and Grogu's gonna be with him along the way. Like this is so cool oh. because it's gonna be um this is what I think it's gonna be um him and Grogu like Grogu's gonna go off to school for one semester, you know, and do his first intro classes to Jediism or whatever they call it. And then uh then during the break, he's gonna go off with 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 Mando. I always call him Mando, I don't like call him in Din. Um, to go off and search for and help him find the thing. So he'll be using his force powers to help him. And that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's so much exposition in that, in the scene with the, with the, uh, the Mandalorians, with the three Mandalorians. I mean, it was just great. I was just yeah. eating up all of it. Like it was hard to, it was, like, as I say, like I needed a second viewing to kind of like write it all down. I, I imagined things and I like, did I hear that correctly? And all of that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, yeah, there's exactly. a lot in that. There's a lot of great stuff in that. Uh, and it, and all of it good. And all of it, like, I love them building out this, this um, canon of, of the Mandalorians and their history and that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Oh. It really is fascinating. Oh, it's so good. So then he has to get off planet and take like commercial air travel. Oh, commercial <laughs> he doesn't air have his own ship anymore. Awful. His ship was destroyed. Yes. And yes, it is horrible. He has to go through customs and check his weapons leading to a hilarious scene. Oh, it's great. Like, yeah, he uh, puts all, and I thought they were building up to him losing some of his Me weapons. too. I, I thought they made, they kind of focused, uh, maybe yeah. something happened while he was on the flight that we'll see later, but I felt like they, they put a little bit too much weight on this. I expected the dark saber to not be there, to be honest, when he opened it up yeah, again. me too. Uh, but maybe that was just a false kind of a red herring, you know? It was like, a joke. It was, it was a, a joke. joke, yeah. And it was basically John Favreau saying, God, I hate the TSA. <laughs> I hate them. When I got to go through there and they're That's like, right whatever yeah yeah put it in the case put it yeah. in the case like if you want oh yeah and then the droid said if you want you can talk to my supervisor and i can book you on a flight <laughs> like, tomorrow and, and, and they're like oh god fine i'll just put my <laughs> stuff in this goddamn suitcase but then he gets on the flight and we see baby greedo little baby greedo <laughs> is looking at just and you know what this scene actually reminded me a bit of planes trains and automobiles yes yes the little kids turned around and look at looking at them well i mean we've seen that down. happen in so yeah. many movies like every yeah. flight scene on every movie has a kid turning around and make faces at the person it, it's so funny to see that with a with a little uh, rodian and we get a little call yeah. back to that later on in the episode and it, which is hilarious and it as reminds well. him of uh little baby grogu Yes, of course. He takes out the it's thing, very, whatever. Yeah, doesn't sweet. doesn't unwrap it. It'd be nice if he had unwrapped it and took a look at what it actually was, don't you think? No, that's not well, going to happen. He saw it. He saw it before it was wrapped, and we did not. Exactly. Damn it. <laughs> he doesn't need to unwrap it and look at it again. No, he doesn't. Uh, so there you go. And then uh, he arrives on Tatooine. He's got to go to Moss Eisley to see Amy Sedaris, uh, yes. who is who is quickly becoming my favorite character oh. uh, in Star Wars, uh, in modern Star Wars, anyway. So great. Awesome. And she, I love, she's got a shtick where they're, 
They're chasing a rat around and uh, she's being helped by pit droids. The little droid from Fallen Order. Yes. Maybe, I don't know if it's the same one or the same. I think it is. Droid. I think it is BB, BD or whatever they called him. I'm right. pretty sure it's the same one. So they're, um, they're, and then um, R5D4 still with the bad motivator on the back. There's a hole in the back of his head where it blew. <laughs> they still haven't fixed him from A New Hope. Um, and I just love the shtick that she has with the droids where she's basically running around all day long, arguing and bossing around these droids. And it's like, like, she's the, she's the ruler of this little world that she's created. And the droids are even fight among each other to try to please her. It's just so funny. I'm so reluctant to say this because I feel like somebody's going to do it, but I feel like she needs her own series. Like I'd love to see a sitcom, yeah. like a traditional three camera sitcom, uh, like a threes oh. company <laughs> Where it's just her and the droids, you know, that would be so great. She's just awesome. Uh, and so, and I had looked up her name here. Uh, Peli Mato, Peli Mato uh, is her name. Um, and she's great. She's, again, so Mando comes back to her and I guess he's, she's got a lead on a ship for him. That's why he's come <laughs> she, back. She, he mentions it and she's like, what's this? And she's like, oh yeah, the ship, like she took, kind of forgot about the right. email she sent. She yes. was drunk when she sent it or something. <laughs> she's like, what? And she clearly. And like, oh, she had clearly not done any work on the ship in the no. meantime because it was just sitting there under a tarp. But uh, yeah, and again, she's just full of hilarious. Like, what what happened to the baby? We we could have opened a petting zoo. And like she and and how much of that stuff does Amy Sedaris improv? There's yep. got to be a lot of it. There's so many funny lines that were just. She and she knocked it out of the park on this one. Like she's got she, a heart of gold, but she's ridiculous. You know, she's great at acting against CGI. Like all those, none of those oh. characters are really there. She's doing that. Right. I actually think she's going to be an Obi Wan because she's a oh. Moss Eisley character. She yeah. said, "I've always been here." Like she's, I've never been on planet. I'm a, so I'm a she's, local gal. She's been on Moss Eisley the entire time. We've saw her back in at least Return of the Jedi era, right? So certainly um, she could be there earlier than that. So that was uh, awesome. I, I can't wait to see her again. I hope that we do uh, maybe oh, even next episode so probably good. next episode the, the, the shtick is good the lines are good the you know um the mandalorian is like dead serious at all times she is not she's yeah. like she's manic and you know what i was thinking okay you said a series i'm like well that's probably not gonna happen but i i will put money down right now to say that she will go on a mission with mando he will take her off world planet yes time it's got they've set it up it has to happen and she'll be afraid of of uh, space travel, there's going to be a lot of wacky stuff out there, and yeah. she is like, you know, like uh, he, he's he's the serious one, she's the funny one. Yeah. I, I, this Perfect. is what I'm saying: the odd couple in space. Yes, the odd couple in Star Wars, basically. Oh, so good. Um, and then, so what she shows, she reveals that we have a Naboo fighter. Oh my God! This oh. is a. Uh, it's what Anakin flew in the Phantom Menace. It's what he went. Oops and blasted everything with when he didn't know what he was doing, just kind of hitting buttons randomly, and he saved the day. Uh, it's the ship I hated. I actually hated this ship before. Uh, I didn't like the design of it. The yellow is ugly. I hated and actually also hated the the goggles. Last time we watched these, which was just before the, the holidays, um, I, I, I remember making a note of I hated the helmets and the goggles looked horrible. So this was, a for me, a hated ship from Star Wars. They managed to make it cool. Oh, my God. They revved it up. They made it. Um, oh, and Jawas can get anything. You just give them a list. Love it. And, and, and uh, somehow can, she yeah. she doesn't have to pay them somehow. Like these are these specific yeah. Jawas she has a deal with that she, they she dated a Jawa <laughs> and she says they're hairy. 
and she speaks Jawa. Which but she goes hair. But the best part, she goes, they're hairy. Like she's been, what's she been doing with her mouth that that they're hairy, right? That's, I guess, maybe kissing them, but maybe there's other. a whole lot of disgusting implications in there, <laughs> and and she embraces it. She delivers it like, oh, a yeah. girl. like she is not joking. She's serious about all of this, and um, and it's so funny. And uh, she doesn't ask questions, and they don't tell her where they got the parts. That's the, that's the agreement. Exactly. I don't ask. They don't tell. Yeah. And um, one of the things that they brought, which has been pointed out online a lot, they bring that long pipe and they've got a name for it. That is the thing that Han Solo stops the trash compactor with. Oh, is it? Oh, a cool. Thing. Yes, I, it's the same thing. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Those are the those are the little oh. Easter eggs that are awesome. I love it. Um, and then, of course, that leads to the building montage. So he's like, first, he's like, no, nah, yeah. this is stupid. Give me. And that, that was my reaction, too. I was exactly the same reaction. What, are you <laughs> kidding me? This is what they're going to bring back. This is what is going to be his new ship. You got to be kidding me. But like that whole building montage, that was amazing. Was I was amazing. just getting more so and more good. excited. Every <laughs> new shot, every new thing that happened when they're scraping that yellow, that ugly yellow paint yes. off of it. And he's getting the, 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 the finish underneath. I'm like, yes, chrome. I was like that guy in uh, Mad Max chrome um i just love it so that was just a great sequence just i love that montage i i i I couldn't help my mind from going to the poor people who paid haslab for the razor crest model for whatever 600 bucks or whatever that was and just looking at that model and going like now i need to go get and so you know what's going to happen right that this toy is going to have like such a demand for it that the, the thing that nobody wanted, the Naboo fighter. Now every collectibles place is dusting off the the, <laughs> the one that they've got in the back, and now it's going to be six hundred bucks. That's what's going right. to happen. Now, yeah. do you think people are going to buy it and then mod it to look like Mandos? How could you not? I would love to. I, that sounds like a great product project. Yes. I think I might, oh I my that. god! I know. How fun would that be? Um, but yeah, so they basically, they soup it up. They make it like a hot rod. I kind of thought in my mind, I felt like it was, I guess, cause it's silver. I felt like it was an Aston Martin, like what bond drives, but I guess it's more along the lines of like a Cobra, like a Mustang Cobra kind of a thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like an American car. Really? It feels like it's got these huge engines at the front. It feels like they're like, and how do they manage to make these ships, which are clearly like energy driven, like, which doesn't yeah. have any moving parts or any sounds really. How do they manage to have these ships have these sounds? like an engine like an internal combustion engine i don't know i don't know but she said it's purring like a kitten or no here purring i don't i can't remember this baby purring something like that and um of course uh and we have to point this out there's a line about uh we don't need a droid i figured you wouldn't oh yeah so you know who's going to be sitting it's a little grogu dome it's a little grogu dome up there right oh Okay, a Grogu dome. How, like, okay, now the demand for those to, to have one of those models with a Mandalorian sitting in there and little baby Grogu sitting in the dome. I mean, come on. It's a no brainer. So cool. When we see that, we are going to shit our pants. Forgive the language. I sw- I'm swearing too much on this podcast, but well, I'm that's so what excited. happens when you get excited. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And then, so- okay, so then they bring out the fighter and. And he takes it for a test drive. 
Oh my God. How about and it was that? Really cool. It was really cool. Again, opening it up and, oh yeah, well, well, sorry, the one thing I had to say about that, the engine, was that it's all kind of a nod to George Lucas's love of, of cars, right? That that yeah. love of hot rods and cars that he had with us as a kid and American graffiti and all that stuff. And he he made that. Like, the reason those those ships sound like that is because he wanted them to sound like that in, in The Phantom Menace. Like, that's right. exactly what that is. So, it's just all great. You know what it is? It's nostalgia in the fictional world of Star Wars and nostalgia yeah. in the real world for us. Like right. it's nostalgia on two levels, just pretty crazy. So I love that. So many um, mic drops. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> we, we had more mic drops that I didn't even mention, but uh, like just, it was like gasp, 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 yes, gasp over and over gasp. again. And, and it, then that was, shot, and then all yeah. those great shots, like him in the cockpit, oh. of the, um, like those shots of him zooming around and people looking at him zooming by and he takes it through Beggar's Canyon. Oh. Uh, the one thing I didn't notice this, but somebody else, else pointed that, as he goes into Beggar's Canyon, there's the wrecked signs on the side, which is where Anakin hit them in the pod race. Right. So that's another there, Easter egg right there. Um, he doesn't go up the side. He goes through Beggar's Canyon. We see some Womp Rats. Uh, we see uh, he has a little fun little test drive. Again, the whole sequence is just amazing. I watched it again. Like, I rewound it and watched it again. Yeah. So I've actually seen that sequence three times now. Just it's, it's another, so much fun. It's another shout-out to the pod race. A great shout out to the pod race yes. in episode one. The same course, I think, as the pod race. Pretty much, pretty close. Thing. Yeah, they were like, they're yeah. clearly in the area, right? This is like, yeah. hey, this is where this happened. So that was the idea. Um, uh, so but then he gets song. pulled over. He oh, goes out. To, oh yeah, no, he goes out to space. He sees yeah. the kid again. So back, call back to the um, to baby Greedo again. Um, and then he gets pulled over, right? And okay, first of all, the the minute you see those those, and he gets whatever, you see the, the siren, and the minute you see those uh, X wings, I knew who was going to be in one of those ships. Did you? Well, I just figured uh, one of them was, and that was Kim's convenience, yeah, as as we but, call him here in Canada. And the other one, I just assumed would be Dave Filoni. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, because he was his partner before, yeah. right? They were partners Trapper, before. Trapper but it was John it? MD. Now, I, I don't know anything. I've not looked anything up. I don't know any speculation. But to me, that looked like Edgar Wright. Um, it, no, it turns out that, because I wanted to know who that was. And yeah. for a second, by the way, for a second, when they, that, there's one shot and I went, Jesus Christ, is that Brad Pitt? For a second, I thought it was Brad I mean, Pitt. It could have been, right. Exactly, yes. Right. And I was like, what is happening here? And then it turns out, and I saw it online yesterday, that is the actor who played Luke Skywalker in the last episode of The Mandalorian. That's the guy who was the body double for Luke. So why not give him a credit? Why not say who he is? And why the hell, uh, uh, like that's a huge thing, first of all. That also implies that he's around to be the body of Luke again. Should we need him in an upcoming episode? Yes. Right? And um, uh, uh, was Dave Filoni like, he called in sick that day. Like, no, he's, working, like, he's working like, on the Ahsoka series right to now. Me, the, to me, the only my my only beef was if like Dave Filoni and uh, Kim's Convenience, uh, who's the actor whose name I should know. I'm gonna look um, it up. Go ahead. They uh, that they have been a team, a, an X-wing team all along. So I was really, I really thought that there was. I thought there might even be some reference to him, but there really wasn't. They pulled, no. they pulled them over. They pulled uh, over the guy. But I thought they, the uh, I thought like like what was supposed to be a dramatic reveal of Paul Sun Young, Sun Hyung Lee, Paul yeah. Sun Hyung Lee, uh, who is uh, who's only four years older than me apparently, and wow. <laughs> um, he's ten years younger than me. <laughs> Uh, but he, um, uh, who is this? Uh, and again, I don't know the character's name in in the show, but um, 
the that whole thing, I'm like, I knew he was going to be there. You didn't need to like do that mystery or whatever the hell they did there, right? That that yeah. fall, that reveal that was kind of over a little yeah. bit much. Yeah, I mean, in an episode where we were going, wow, 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 that was the least wow. <laughs> exactly, I was not because I knew it was going to be him. I knew it was going to be him. But and even the fact the that the X wings, seeing the X wings is a wow. You know exactly like, how yes. many wows, you know? Yeah, but. The fact that I'm sitting there wondering who this is. It looks like Edgar Wright. You think it looks like Brad Pitt. We're wondering yeah. because there's all these cameos, because there's all these people yeah. popping up. They need to like relax on that stuff. Okay. They need to relax about the cameos. Just cast regular people. Don't worry about it. I'm getting too excited about this stuff. And I'm thinking everybody's, but the thing is the whole cast, like none of that was credited. No, neither of those actors were credited. No. So why not put them in the crowd? I don't understand this. And and for Paul Sonnen, he's he's done this role. This is a repeated return, like three or four times now. He's done this role. Why not give him the credit in the in the in the other show? I don't understand that either. And if it's not a spoiler because we've seen the episode at that point. The episode is called "The Return of the Mandalorian." Yes. So like that's a spoiler, <laughs> right in the right in the title. So I don't see how putting actors names in the credits what the argument against that is unless the actors themselves do not wish to be credited maybe and i and why why would that be but i I, I, what i think it is i think they just think it's it's obviously it's fun to have an uncredited cameo like that is something that actors like to do you see it all the time like brad pitt did it in deadpool 2 right remember that yeah um so like that kind of stuff it's always kind of a little fun and it is fun when it happens like once in a while here and there when it's a surprise but when it happens every episode and when you're just kind of like everybody's in the in hollywood's doing it on this one show, yeah. it just gets, comes becomes uh, to be a little bit too much. It takes us out of it. Basically, take yeah. That's what my main complaint is that it takes us out of it. But otherwise, that was a great scene, and um, and he books it out of there. Like again, I love that sublight thrusters thing where he's like, he didn't turn on his light speed or whatever. He's like, those were his sublight thrusters, buddy. And do you want to file the paperwork on this? Like typical like cop stuff, right? We've seen this before, but still fun in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Cops never want to fill out paperwork is my takeaway from every cop show on TV. They do not wish to do that. So how does anything and, get yeah. done is my question. If you can suggest to a cop that you, what you've done is not is is minor and paperwork will be involved, that pretty much gets you off the whatever right. whatever beef they have with you in most cop shows, including Star Wars, except in this case, he ran. He pushed mm. the button and I, I thought the button wasn't going to work. I thought it was going to be a Han Solo. Oh, no, no. I, I was like, that thing's a hot rod. That's like just, it's out of here. So then he gets back, and then this is like the biggest, for me, Yeah, it was so awesome. You say it. Wizard. <laughs> wizard. Awesome. He didn't say it like that. He's like, wizard, yeah. like cool. Yeah, he said wizard. it cool. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that. but that again, so the purpose of this kind of brought it all home. The purpose of this whole episode was to make the Phantom Menace cool. And it did. It made the Phantom Menace cool. It totally did. Yeah. And when he said wizard, of course, that's what Annie's Annie's little friend sa- said in um in uh in Phantom Menace. He's like, that this is so wizard, Annie. And that was like the nerdiest thing we ever heard. And we're like, this shall never be spoken again. And then the Mandalorian makes it cool. He says it now, like we're all gonna say it now because uh because it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that brings us to the end of the show where I'm embarrassed to admit that when Fennec Shan showed up, I was like, ooh. Ooh, she's in this show and then i remembered oh it's her show that we're watching. <laughs> finally a regular cast member comes yeah. back yes yeah. that's true she's on this she's on this show i forgot yes. I was like, oh they brought her back 
like an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. I mean, it it really did feel like an episode of The Mandalorian, and it did like it, it's. I think that was intentional. I think they they um they did this deliberately to kind of mark the these two sides of this this season of of the Book of Boba Fett. I think what we're gonna get now is now, and he and he of course says the line, "I have to go visit an old, a, an, a little friend, not an old friend, a little friend," which we know that means Grogu. So he's gonna go. Uh, I assume we're gonna see him go to the Jedi Academy wherever Grogu is. I don't think that means we're gonna get a Luke necessarily, but we'll see some somebody else involved hey we established in this episode he needs help with lightsaber training (laughs) we established that there was a mandalorian who was also a jedi yes you're right oh my god it didn't even occur to me that didn't even planted it they planted it they told us that this could happen so, so this is what I think. So you yeah. know how, like, up up to this point, we've had the two sides of, of Boba Fett, meaning the flashback and the present, the back to flashback that brought us between those two things. <laughs> so now we have one full episode of The Mandalorian. Now we're going to get, for the last two episodes, it's going to be kind of going back and forth between the two. Probably mostly Boba Fett, because that's the main story that we're going to focus on. But we will get, it will cut between Mando going to visit Grogu, and we'll get back to Boba in his palace dealing with the uh, Pike um, Syndicate. So that's yeah. going to be for the end. There'll be two more episodes of that. And then we're going to get whatever, maybe probably an end credit scene at the end, the very end saying, here's a teaser for the next season of The, of the Mandalorian. Um, and then what I think ultimately, well, you go ahead and I'll say what I ultimately think for The Mandalorian. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, well, no, I think go. looking further down the line for The Mandalorian, as far as like his next quest is to become, to redeem himself for taking yeah. off his helmet. So I guess that means he's not going to take off his helmet in the next season. <laughs> no, that'll be, no, he, well, we'll see, but um, he will redeem himself. And that could be, season three could be the last episode could be the end of the series called the mandalorian no i don't think that's gonna happen i think season four i think i think season four will be him becoming the leader of the mandalorian he'll be he'll assume the throne of the mandalorian he's gonna fight those 20 people and and assume the throne that's that's gonna happen season three that's not or season four that's not a season three thing oh because he's got to redeem himself first i disagree that's season three okay season three that's the end of season three where he has ascended to the throne. He is the leader of Mandalore. And that's little it. baby Grogu is sitting at his side wearing his little helmet or whatever. <laughs> in the dome. In the dome eating macaroons. <laughs> or frog eggs. He loves, he loves to eat. He loves to eat. So, so I could imagine that. I could imagine like the ending of Phantom Menace. Menace except all the people standing on the platform are there. And instead of little Annie, we have little Grogu standing there. Yes whatever doing whatever oh and the, and then the emperor says we will watch you with great interest he says to annie <laughs> so we'll have some evil person standing there saying the same thing to grogu and we'll all go no don't let the evil person hurt grogu and that'll okay. set us up for a movie is what I'm. oh interesting okay well, i don't know maybe not but well, it, it's it is interesting to think in terms of like we are so invested in this series now. Oh. We are not even thinking about Star Wars movies. Like no. it's not something that's on my radar at all. Um, I mean, this is probably prompting a lot of people to rewatch the Phantom Menace. If I hadn't just done it last month, I probably would <laughs> yeah. be, you know, looking at that. But that's kind of the idea behind all this is that it gets people interested in the other Star Wars stuff. Uh, but yeah, I guess they're going to have to ramp. Well, I think they're maybe it's it's also because of all of the things happening in the world. Theaters are not doing well right now. Really, everybody's looking at streaming. It's kind of taking over as the major form of media because movies were, I think, the most popular format for a long time, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> thought. You're right. It could be a movie. It could be a movie. 
very very possible. Almost but I think like a, an Avengers uh, Avengers Assemble, where you right. where you're going to see Ahsoka, and that's yes. that's going to take place around the same timeline. Um, Obi Wan will not, and neither will Cassian Andor. But that's okay; those can be one offs. But I do imagine you can see sort of like a, a movie with a big conclusion or a TV series with a big conclusion with all the stars in it um, up against something big, maybe Thrawn, maybe, maybe something like that. But yeah. um, uh, however it goes, I think I'm actually more excited about it than like the rise of Skywalker, which oh, I for never sure. thought and- I'd say. Wow, I, I mean, given, I mean, at the time, maybe, but then now, yeah. in retrospect, we can absolutely say that. I think, uh, again, this was a great episode. Is again, the, possibly the best episode of anything Star Wars related oh. I've seen in the last uh, 10 years, maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, you know, of, of the new stuff, this was the best. Like, this is so good. Uh, so I can't wait for next week's episode. I just, I just can't get here soon enough. Uh, and I'm going to watch it early because I don't want you texting me anymore. And telling me, like, oh, you said, oh, you, oh, Texas me at eight thirty in the morning. We're gonna have to watch this one again. <laughs> yeah, but that's all it said. I didn't say, uh, like, I could have meant it's so shitty that we basically <laughs> yes. go through. I could have meant, um, I could have also meant that there is, and actually, I did sort of mean that, which is there's so much detail. Yes, that you can't just watch it once. Like I for, like when I watched it the second time, I, because I was so in so much awe. The first time I missed all kinds of stuff. Like it was embarrassing yeah. actually when I realized how much I missed the first time just yeah. by being a fanboy and being mm-hmm. excited about it and going, this is a whole, like I never would have thought that, th- that we would have an episode of book of Boba Fett without Boba Fett in it. And I think that's okay. And once again, I think it's a risky creative decision that paid off. I think, um, I don't think Boba Fett's a bad show. I think it's a good show. And I just think like not everybody's journey is the same and not every person has the same personality. And so why would we want two stories that are identical? I wouldn't want two stories that are identical. I like the two different stories that we've got. They're great. When we get Ahsoka, that one will be great, I'm sure. I just think um, they're setting up something pretty special here. And, um, you know, what we said at the beginning of the year was, or the beginning of Book of Boba Fett was you got to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point because it's all been so good. You know, like it's it's, yeah. it's just been a real, uh, it's been a really great time to be a Star Wars fan. And we thought it was going to be the movies, but it's really this stuff. What this did for me, first of all, I, I can't remember if I said this earlier, but it made me realize how much I missed Mando and missed the show. Oh. Like I really like, oh, so much. And right immediately felt like an episode of The Mandalorian, like as soon as we started in that meatpacking plant. Uh, but it also emphasized, and I think the buzz, and I haven't, again, not trying to pay attention too much right now, but the buzz around this seems like, and I saw this on TikTok, that Mando is the main guy. People are excited about Mando. We want, like, he is the main, if, if um, it's like, there's the Skywalker saga and the offshoots. It's like Mando is the Skywalker saga and Boba Fett is the offshoot. But people want to get back to the main saga. They want to know what's going on with Mando and Grogu. And that is what people care about right now. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I heard another podcast today. I don't remember which one, or I was like, give it. I, I listened to so many, but <laughs> I heard one today um, where they suggested that Mandalorian is in the top ten greatest Star Wars characters of all time. And I sort of thought about it, and I was like, okay, like once you get through like the main characters from the original trilogy, Darth Vader, like the villains as well, and some of those, it'd be like, yeah, I do think. For this era, for sure. I, I, yeah, I get, you I can't mean, compare it to the original characters. I just don't think you can. Uh, but for the modern great. era, certainly. Yeah. He's modern era, great. this... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, he's a great character. They invented a new 
character who people are more excited to see than old characters. And we just never imagined that. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the movies couldn't do it. No, JJ there's couldn't no, do it. There's no Poe Dameron fan club. No, there isn't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Well, we don't know. Maybe there's an Oscar Isaac fan club that started an offshoot fan club, but now they're having second thoughts after they saw the Moon Knight trailer. I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) All right. Anything else we should say before we wrap up? We have gone pretty much an hour. Not bad, actually. No, I I just think it was a stellar Star Wars. So, so good. Like just, just, uh, you know, it made getting up early in the morning a delight and it made the day a delight because I couldn't stop thinking about it and I couldn't wait till the end of the day to watch it again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to do that next week for yeah. sure. So, yep. Yeah, it was re- just great. Just just a great. Oh, and directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, that's right. Say. Mandalorian director. Again, direct, not she's yeah. not directed any episodes of Book of Boba Fett, but several episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, so she is experienced in that. In the first season, it was widely agreed that that episode that she directed was not the strongest episode no. where there Mando is protecting the townsfolk yes. from the from the ATAT. And um here you go like this season this is like one of the greatest episodes of Star Wars ever made. I forgot so, to mention one of my favorite that? moments is him arguing with the droid as he's trying to repair the ship. BD, oh. like he's, he's like, no, no. There's something. There's something that reminded me of, and I can't remember what it is. Maybe it's just Han arguing with Chewie as they're as they're fixing stuff. But that's just such a Star Wars moment where he's like, no, point it up there. No, look there. And he's like, the droid's not listening to him. Love it. Yeah, we had the R two D two moment too, where he shone the projector and showed him where to put the puzzle piece. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, the yeah, Force yeah, yeah. Awakens, where everybody stands around Slack yeah. Jaw. Yo, when he look at this, if it's right in there. there. Right, right. And so that so that didn't ring true. But when the little <laughs> droid goes, put the piece here, that did ring true. That was <laughs> that seems like what a droid could do. Sure. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll leave it there for now. But we'll be back again next week to uh, to talk about the next episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Until then, I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. How are you? Oh, TK421, you copy? No, I am.